Welcome back to another episode of Those Movie Dudes Presents Collector's Corner. This week we watch The Mystical Tale of Edward Scissorhands, directed by Tim Burton. So I have hemorrhoids. Okay, we don't have to do some weird shock value <laughs> comment every time we start the recording, but... Um, I, I thought that's what you were going to do, so that's why I did it. Usually, it is typically John's joke. Usually yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, maybe I can beat him to it. I didn't know what I was going to say, so I was just like, mm, hemorrhoids. I went to uh, went to Bull Moose today. Huh. Oh, yeah. You just went on a binge of shopping today, didn't you? Well, okay. I just I was out in the area and I stopped by Bull Moose because I was like, you know what? I have twenty dollars store credit. Wow. Uh, there are some some movies that I like to go look at to see if they have that in the selection. For those listening that don't know, Bull Moose is like a retail store that we're going to reference all the time on this podcast. They sell like cheap movies, four Ks, Blu rays, and you can buy them for a good price. But however, I went in there with a title specific like just urge like i wanted a certain movie and they had it but dvd i was willing to spend my store credit which was twenty dollars it was marked at 25.97 so i did not get it but you i know i know i but it's just you know what it was just how it's the principle mindset going in exactly that's that's what i wanted to do and i I couldn't do it but if i picked it it would have been my next pick for collector's corner um but are you not gonna tell us that, no, you can't you do that. I'll tell you Okay, guys. okay. I was saying no, you can't I'll just not tell us after that. But I was just saying like that I was going to pick it for like the sense of like picking it for collector's corner. But uh it'll be probably returning to the collector's corner sometime this summer, but it was defending your life on Criterion. I wanted to get Ooh, it. Defending your but, life. Yeah. I was hoping Meryl it was Streep, be Albert Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. So it was gonna be marked down, but yeah, it was twenty six. Throwback so to like one of our very first episodes with Albert Brooks, uh, Lost in America or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's another Criterion that's a, film that I wouldn't mind picking up as well, and especially that Defending Your Life is on Criterion as well. I think they're going to release some more of Albert Brooks' stuff, and I like Albert Brooks. I think he's funny. He makes me laugh. Well, I yeah, bought uh, cinema. I bought Waterworld on Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> well, okay, I don't think we, oh. all of us have never seen Waterworld, well, so, but I, I kinda... think it's famous for being like hailed as one of like the worst movies or one of the biggest budgeted flops of all time so i forgot about that and i just i was like oh yeah i thought this was like supposed to be good like maybe we could watch it for collector's corner so i bought Waterworld, and maybe i'll pick it at some point but i i did go through all my movies not all of them but a lot last night and i picked out like 10 of them that i think would be good so it's gonna be a while before we visit kevin costner in Waterworld because he grows gills apparently Ooh, I am down with some Kevin Costner gills. Uh, well, I think it's time, boys. It's time to do, 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 do. get physical. I can see it coming. What are the words to that part? Because I always get it wrong. I can see it coming in the air tonight. It's, I thought it was like, oh, I Lord. can see it coming in the end tonight. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. They need to clarify oh, Lord. that because I've heard that song so many times and I want to just belt it, but then I'm just like, tonight. Let's get physical, physical. I want to get physical. 
Okay, thank you. Um, welcome, everybody, to uh, episode 15 of Collector's Corner, where we each do a deep dive into our physical media collections each week, and we find a fancy little movie that uh, that just kind of came to us. And this week was... Uh, this was Mainstream Boys Week, so uh, oh, Jonathan, yeah. uh, let let them know what uh, what we uh, watched. Well, Nate, thank you, thank you so much. It is me, Mainstream You're Boy. Um, once every three weeks, I get to make the decision. I have the power over the podcast. You're kind pushing of. it. Okay. Well, I do apologize <laughs> for that, but I went into my giant kind of booklet of blu-rays because i don't currently have a shelf i just have discs and a few blu-rays that i bought while i've been down in florida but uh this week i opened it up slid out a disc and uh it was edward scissorhands with johnny depp winona Ryder, diane weist and a very mean anthony michael hall yeah edward scissorhands 1990 came out around christmas time december 14th so i would argue to say this is a christmas movie would you agree um if you tell me Die Hard's more of a Christmas movie than this, then I will argue till the end of time that you are incorrect. I would say this is just my personal opinion. I would not call either of them a, a Christmas okay. movie. But that's that's just that me. Is a fair that's just me. Response. I'm okay. open to everyone else's <laughs> thoughts about it being a Christmas movie, and so you shall. <laughs> what about? Would you say yes or no? The Christmas movie. I I can see. The, the Christmas spirit maybe was like the one scene of like the the ice flakes coming down or when a rider like spinning around with like a nice Danny Elfman score. I can see the Christmas spirit there, but no, it takes I wouldn't place call on it a Christmas, Christmas movie. It's I don't know. There's more just suburban well, life and everyday stuff. Like they have like a barbecue at one point. I don't know. They're, it's I just a Christmas never thought party. Of it as a Christmas movie. It's also yeah. in Florida. That's the other thing. So. I think it was just a scene. So, anyways, yeah, yeah this is yeah. Edward Scissorhands. It has a seven point nine on IMDb, a ninety percent critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety one audience. Directed by Tim Burton. We all love Tim Burton for the most part, I think. Um, but anyways, if you don't know what this movie is, um, it's a modern day fairy tale that tells the story of Edward Scissorhands, neither man nor machine created by an inventor high up on a hill overlooking a suburban town. When the inventor succumbs to nature's will before finishing his creation, Edward is left alone with scissors for hands. As an Avon representative visits the mansion, she encounters Edward and decides to make him part of her family. So, um, have you guys ever seen an avon representative because this was a very strong storyline in the film um i don't think that they exist anymore <laughs> but i think my mom used to sell avon like it's like the whole traveling makeup salesman or like selling baskets like that was definitely a thing and they like needed the uh, something in the plot to send somebody to edward's mansion and to get him out of the mansion and down to suburban life so i think that's why it worked yeah she wanted to sell <laughs> some makeup. scars in his face and you know clean it up it was a good plot device john Okay. Hey, well, no, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying Avon, yeah. Avon is like a very central plot point and everything else. John's a Sephora person. Sephora is nice. Alta is all. I would probably say Alta is a better beauty place. I kind of wanted to check out this movie. I think I thought of it a few weeks ago. I'm like, it'd be kind of fun to check out Edward Scissorhands. I know Nate hasn't seen it. Um, I just remember kind of being a little bit creeped out by it, but also very intrigued by the character. Back when I watched this, I feel like it must have been at least 10 to 15 years ago. So. I really remembered basically nothing of the plot. Um, so for the most part, it was just watching it fresh and seeing this movie for the first time. But yeah, I was just really excited to check it out. I know Johnny Depp is just like transformative in this movie. And you see, see a, a little young Winona Ryder doing her thing. So, But yeah, I think Nate, seeing this is your first time viewing this movie, I kind of want to hear your initial thoughts. 
I yeah, I don't know how out of all the Tim Burton movies that we've watched, um, this one I had never seen before. I knew about the movie, but I knew nothing about the movie. If that makes existed. any sense. You knew about the character. Yes. Um and I knew about the Edward Scissorhands, he's been in pop culture and stuff. And so yeah, it, it was nice going into it with a clean slate because it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. And I liked it all the more for that. Yeah, this was probably one of the first Tim Burton films that I had seen. I remember checking it out probably on like cable, to be honest. But I always remember seeing the poster. It was like really like cold color temperature of him like with like the scissors and like the side of it and it looked kind of weird i'm just like tim burton he's a weird director i don't know like he makes weird movies uh but i was shocked and surprised by how much heart the movie had when i first saw it and how much i just really love the character that johnny depp brings to life and edward um and just how much like he, he he wasn't human but like just a fish out of water, like uh, stuff of him, like trying to learn to be human. I always thought was kind of funny as well, and just fun to watch. So yeah, I mean, I've revisited over the years. I've probably seen it four times in total now with this watch, and it's still a great movie. Like I still really, really enjoy it, and it's it has so much heart. And I think Johnny Depp gives a fantastic performance because he's he's always good at doing weird characters, and this is another one of them. But like he makes these weird characters that you can't help but like. Right, like he just brings that like charisma, uh, the the charisma to his characters that I really enjoy. Rango, yeah, what sure. about it? Have you seen Rango? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen no. half of it. It's I a fucking, it's like an annoyingly I know. good. I've movie. always wanted like, to watch like the whole thing. Yeah, I, I know it's gonna be awesome. But... Yeah, I mean Johnny Depp, he's a character actor. I mean he he's just he knows how to bring his all to a character, and he fits into these performances so perfectly and i think he just he kills it as ever scissorhands i honestly don't recognize him as johnny depp it's this is just this is i'm watching the character i did kind of have an issue with the makeup a little bit but come to find out it was nominated for best makeup so maybe that's just me um it could also just be seeing this movie movie in full (laughs) hd because i was watching this movie on amazon prime on a 4k and it was so vivid yeah like just like it was I think the close-ups been like for a 4K me. Thing. Yeah, the, there was a lot of just full HD where I was like, oh, I can see. Like, cause that happens with old movies too, with especially B, like old B movies and stuff on Blu-ray. Like, you can just see the prosthetics and like the makeup and it, yeah. Yeah, but, it looks oh, good, well. but I but like the clo- yeah. There's the one specific. The first time you see him really close up is when he sees the picture of Winona Ryder on the on the desk, and I, I'm just like, ooh, that looks terrible. But I'm gonna look <laughs> past that. But yeah, I, I think that Johnny Depp is great. Everyone in this movie just looks like they're so happy to be there. Um, and if you listen to anything that the cast says about it, they just fell in love with the story the instant they read the script, especially Diane Weist, um, who was so charming and she was the first one to sign on. I think that just Tim Burton is able to create such a just a fun, quirky, weird, and also sort of eerie atmosphere around this movie. Like, it's just the whole suburbia feel already has an unsettling atmosphere about it. And then you look up and you see this super creepy castle and Diane Weiss walks in and it's just like this super elegant garden that Johnny Depp was able to create. And it's just an unexpected feeling that I think this movie gives you. It gives you a lot of different feelings uh, throughout that. I Unexpected for sure. I'd agree with you because that's how I felt when I first watched it because I didn't. I wasn't really looking forward to it when I first watched it. I remember that. But I just remember really being like, wow, like I was moved by it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It was charming. Yeah. What I always I always thought this movie was more about the mystery of Edward Scissorhands. That's kind of, that was my take, I guess, just from if you see the pictures like that, you kind of get a gothic feel like that's what the movie's going to be. Sure. 
but I wasn't expecting Diane Weiss to be like, okay, you come with me. (laughs) I was expecting her to, like, run and then have them, like, explore the house more and have him kind of live there. But the minute that she brought him into that, like, Pleasantville-like town... I was like, oh, no, this is going to be funny. Yeah. And like where all the all the husbands come home at the same time and so then funny. the wives all the just wives disperse. And yeah. just... I mean, their gossip group. Yeah. In the corner. Oh, the my God. Like it was so <laughs> annoying, but I was so entertained the entire just the all the wives gossiping like, oh, yeah, like she could he could have killed Joyce if he had the chance and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah, just, like, uh, I forget Diane Weiss's character's name, but just they all saw her drive Peg, through yeah. the neighborhood with some mysterious man in the tr- under the car, and they're all like, "Oh my god, like, did you see? Like, she's like, she brought home a mystery stranger. Like, oh, you're gonna throw us a party? Like, yeah, okay, we're all gonna come. Like, I'll make this." And they're like, "What? The fuck? So like, they finally have some entertainment for yeah. the first time in their lives." I'm just like, I guess I so. Get it, I it guess. definitely <laughs> seems like it. I think Tim Burton is definitely purposely doing some like satire on suburban lives and stuff in the community because it's pretty spot on and hilarious i hate neighborhood gossip that's like one (laughs) thing where mind your fucking business and they basically show up at her door and say we're gonna have a party right we gotta meet oh quarter of six okay you guys sounds good uh, you probably haven't but wandavision relies a lot Mm -hmm. on that and that's one of the more annoying parts of that series. Once you get through that shit and it gets more of the actual Marvel-y stuff, it's more um, palatable. But I think with this movie, that stuff, I think it was just a little bit too much of it. Because like, when I finally start to like fall in love with Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder's like, relationship, the movie's over. So I, I think that if they had focused a little bit more on that and less of the kind of like quirky cutting dogs' hair and hedges and dealing with all the... Housewives, um, which is the vast majority of the film, I think I would have enjoyed it more because I I love the whole love story, but it feels a little bit rushed for me, at least with this viewing. And that's where I will be the devil's advocate because I liked the whole suburban neighborhood fish out of water stuff with Edward Scissorhands. I didn't. I I felt the relationship was a little forced. But yeah, when he's being interviewed on TV and then like there's a slow push in on like who like he might love and. I thought that was just like, all right, here we go. We're going down this road. But yeah, I mean, it is definitely rushed. But I love the whole scene when when I, Winona Ryder comes home and doesn't know that Edward's in her bed, and they put her, they put him on a fucking water that was the bed. most like, that was the most so funny stupid. Thing, dude. But and then he just freaks out, and the water goes everywhere, and she's in the hallway, just, like freaking out. And that the one shot just made me laugh so hard of Edward just turning the corner so quickly, just walking away like, <laughs> with his hands, like so scared and ashamed. Like I'm so sorry, I don't know what to do. And he's just like. <laughs> They're like, oh, she's like, it's right there. Like, Edward, Edward. Like, we, know, we know, it's fine. <laughs> so what funny. made it funny was when, uh, it, when he does the first puncture hole, like before he's even laying in yeah. bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and he just animal. stuffed animal right on top. And the fact yeah. that that stopped it and he was able to sleep in it for a little <laughs> while. I'm, yeah, I'm not quite no sure way. where that goes, but I could look past it because this movie was just a delight. I had fun. It was just it had enough of that gothic mysticalness but then it also just had edward scissorhands out in the open being one of these characters that we do grow to love and i think johnny johnny depp kind of did go down a road where he did similar characters to this but this was his first like outing as this like very wacky weird character that i believe he did i mean yeah i mean i don't think he did anything crazy before this like as like weird characters go but, um, no, I know I afterwards, before like this Sweeney was... Todd and Charlie and Chocolate Factory, all these like weird, like 
Yeah, he was in Dark Alice Shadows as a weird uh, vampire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Him being able to just, yeah, like, just emote without, with hardly any dialogue was just great. And I always remembered, when I first saw this, I was, I mean, I was probably, like, 13, 14. And I remember one shot actually kind of, like, freaking me out a little bit. It's it's a spoiler, but, I mean, if you haven't seen Edward Scissorhands, go and watch it. But this one shot, it's when Anthony Michael Hall is, like, coming to attack him, and Edward stabs him. And then kind of walks with his body, and he gives him this look as he's walking with his body. It's like kind of point of view, and he just tosses him out the window. Yeah, that yeah. one shot that Depp has Johnny Depp has with his eyes, it's like soul piercing. It's like holy shit! Like, like I would not want to see that as my last image of going out. <laughs> of like, oh god, terrifying. That shot but is kind of the Johnny realization Depp. too, because the whole movie is like he's trying to be accepted, but come to find out, like he's just one of those people that literally can't be. Because he can't help what he is. Like, Society he is, won't he is, accept him. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that's that's a good message of the film, and that's why you don't end up getting to like find out all the mystical elements behind him. Like they're basically just like, yeah, he's a creation, but that that's about it. They kind of dismiss it and focus on more of the human elements of the movie, which I think that's good. Like I I appreciated that type of thing. Uh, but that scene was pretty insane. Like that's the definitely the darkest scene of the movie because they even show his. Uh, scissors just covered in blood and Anthony Michael Hall dead on the ground. So very bright (laughs) red blood and black lace blood too. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Kind of like Ron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. A little bit like Ron too. Yeah. I guess I kind of want to go back to Anthony Michael Hall because I love him in the breakfast club and in 16 candles and stuff like that. I don't think this was for him. It was a weird role, just knowing what the other stuff he's been in, the other characters he's played. I don't think he grew into his his person well. Like, he did really well as a geeky, kind of nerdy kid. But him trying to be a jock after that was just like, eh, doesn't quite fit. I think it worked. He reminded me of, like, Biff in the future, uh, Back to the Future a little bit. He was like a mix of Judd Nelson and Emilio Estevez from Breakfast Club. Kind of, like, yeah. In between. What would you guys say is like your favorite scene in the movie? Because I feel like there's a few that kind of stuck with me. I I definitely said my favorite scene. It was by far when he destroys the waterbed. Uh, okay, like she yeah. freaks out and he walks around the hallway and like is ashamed. So I laugh out loud. Like I literally thought it was so funny. So that's by far my favorite scene. Yeah, that scene's very funny. I agree. I guess I mean in terms of funny scenes, I do love the whole like the scenes with the dog haircuts. Where all the women are just bringing them their dogs, and he's giving them you can still say the your most favorite scene. ridiculous haircuts. Um, but my favorite scene, yes, Spencer was. I mean, it's obviously the ice sculpture scene. I think that's one of the most iconic scenes of the movie. Um, when kind of uh, Winona Ryder's just like twirling around and stuff in the snow. That's like the one scene where she's like, well, not the one scene, but one of the scenes where she's like falling in love with him and stuff. It's one of those scenes that makes me wish that this was more of a full-on love story rather than kind of what the film is i just i wanted more of that and i don't think i really got it not necessarily my favorite scene but it's a scene that (laughs) it kind of made me laugh because it reminded me of a scene out of forrest gump remember when uh he's being chased by the truck and he zooms past the camera and when the camera pans he's somehow 100 yards down the field Mm -hmm. like he runs so fast kind of thing when they're like, Edward, run, run. And he starts running with his hands out in the air. And the cop is just slowly following him. <laughs> and then it pans around and Edward's just sprinting down the street with his arms out. And the cop is just slowly following. Like, this guy's like 
dangerous. Like he just, I know he accidentally cut the little brother's face, but like the cop no, showed yeah. no urgency. He was just like, all right, we'll get him. <laughs> Wait, do you guys remember the family guy, Edward Scissorhands uh, cut scene? I couldn't stop <gasps> thinking about it throughout the oh entire movie. Oh my God. <laughs> I will movie. take care of this very precious care of this lovely cat or something. It closes the door. No, it was the baby. It's dead. Yeah, he's like, I'll take care of your your lovely bundle of joy. And when you come home, your your cute little baby will be staring at you with eyes bright as the sun. <laughs> It's dead. I'm, I'm definitely inputting <laughs> that so into the podcast. Up. It's fucking. I love that. Oh scene. my god, it's so fucked up. I was it's so no, funny. The whole movie. It's the whole movie. I was waiting for like that type of scene because of family. I'm like, there must Why? be a time where like. No, it's family. Guy. No, I know, but like, I thought there had to be a scene where like he accidentally just like murders somebody. And I'm it's gonna... the kid. It's the kid brother's face. I mean, when he accidentally tackles. Him, oh no! When he tackles him to save him from the truck. And yeah, then, and then his, his like, scissors are. I'm so sorry. He has knives on his hands. Can't help it. Um, and, and speaking of pop culture, Edward Scissorhands stuff, the, the let's not do Timothy Chalamet as Edward Scissorhands. Like no. fuck that shit. How no. about just yeah. don't do the movie at all? No. But I mean, he would be good as Edward Scissorhands. No, of course not. I, but I remember like a whole like like big uproar after that commercial. It's like, oh, we need this movie. No, we don't. Was there a commercial no. with him as Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> yeah, it was oh, him I... and uh, Winona Ryder. They're just like riding around in this brand new like vehicle. I don't know what type of car it is, but. It's like some self-driving car, and that's why Edward Scissorhands could even drive it. Oh, that's funny. It was a Super Bowl funny. commercial. Come on. That's funny. Come on. Uh, Come on. Whoever wrote that No, he just... Johnny Depp is just... Uh, he's just very versatile with some of the stuff that he does, and just his facial expressions just worked. Just the way he showed empathy and pathos and stuff through his facial features. I will confidently... Well, maybe not confidently, but... Um, say that Johnny Depp is probably one of the best actors of our time. Well, yeah, what would you consider our our time? Like when we're just alive and who else is alive? Because I would go other actors. But if you're going from a specific like age group? Well, I would say most, possibly. maybe not most of his career, but a lot of his career came while we were alive. Like his larger films were films that we would have seen as kids and while we're growing we're up. We're all 95. And, he, so and yeah. he only started acting in 1984. So that's only 10 years away from us. So I would say anything like pre-1980 yeah. would be a different type of thing. Maybe maybe you guys see it differently. But I'd agree he's one you. of my favorite actors that is still working now. Wait, holy shit. <laughs> Johnny Depp actually voiced Edward Scissorhands on that Family Guy cutscene. Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, he's and dead. she's dead. Uh, okay. And he's dead. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will give my final thoughts in grade. I've always loved Edward Scissorhands. It's always been kind of one of my favorite Tim Burton movies. And that's the thing that I have discovered with Tim Burton is that a lot of his movies do have a lot of heart. And I found mm-hmm. that out with Big Fish. And I mean, I found that out with a lot of his other films as well, is that he does have a heart with these weird, fantastical movies. He's almost like, I wouldn't say he's like Guillermo del Toro, but like he likes to play with fantasy and other genres a lot. And I I think it's interesting. Um, But yeah, I'm going to go four out of five. I think this is a great movie that I don't mind revisiting from time to time. Very nice. Very nice. Ah, yeah. Yeah, me? Uh, Well, okay. Well, um, Tim Burton's growing on me. I'll admit it. We've watched, what, like six or seven movies doing just 
podcasts in general. Um, so it's been nice to check off some of those. And I think this might be, hmm, I, I, I got to think on it, but this could be my favorite Tim Burton movie up there with, uh, I loved Sleepy Hollow. Um, and I actually really enjoyed Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I would give Edward Scissorhands a four and a half out of five. Wow. It was charming. And the fact that it wasn't what I expected and it was more of him in the community in this, I think I said it earlier, like a Pleasantville type of like a sitcom by the books, little town where all the colors are pastels and the whole wives go home when their husbands come home and all the gossip and stuff. It was just entertaining. I love the mysterious and mystical elements of the film. I think that uh, Johnny Depp's character is just so charming, endearing, and just really just fun to watch on the screen. He just He's trying to just make some sense of the world and not kill anybody in the process. So I really like that. And it's clear that Burton, and I actually read this, but he, I mean, the whole movie is really through Johnny Depp's lens. And that's kind of why it's so pastel-y and weird and... It's just the first time he's seeing the world, so it's it looks weird for us, too. And that, that neighborhood's actually in Tampa, so I could go there and check it out if I wanted to. It's like five hours away, so I'll pick up that movie for you at uh, Barnes & Noble on the way, Nate. It's probably I'm sold. I'm probably gone, yeah. but yeah, I, yep. I really like the movie. I think at its roots, it is it is really just a love story and a, and a story about trying to find acceptance in the world. And it, it's definitely not as spooky and creepy as I kind of remembered it being. It's It's just different. It's weird. It's quirky. It's Tim Burton. Um, it's kind of what you come to expect from him, and I think this is definitely one of Johnny Depp's most, if not the best, most iconic role that he's given. So I'm going to go four out of five. I think it's a really, really solid film, uh, and uh, it's definitely a Christmas movie, in my opinion. Would you would you say this role is bigger than Jack Sparrow? Ooh. well, the thing I is, would argue against it. I think that Jack Sparrow, he's had like six movies. So you've seen more of it. It became oversaturated with Jack Sparrow. If it was just the one and done Curse of the Black Pearl, I would say Jack Sparrow. But I think I'd go with Edward. I think I like the Jack Sparrow mm. character more personally. But I still enter- Yeah, I mean the first movie, he's fucking he was so good to get nominated for an Oscar for it. So yeah. I mean, like and he was nominated he did a great for job. Uh, a Golden Globe. He was uh, Johnny Depp was nominated, so at least that's something yeah. there for you. Um but yeah, that is uh Edward Scissorhands, 1990, Tim Burton. So I'm glad you guys liked it. Glad we got to revisit that movie. But Mainstream Boy. Yeah. I want more features. Well, Nate, I'm glad you asked because this film has basically nothing. Um, If you go into oh, the Blu-ray. I saw that. I looked in the back. <laughs> it said it just had like audio commentary and like a trailer. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I tried to find something on the movie. Basically, there's a five minute featurette. Um, and like I was five really, minutes. I was really getting into the featurette and then it was over. I'm like. Uh, I was like, this was, I was really enjoying this. If it was 45 minutes, I would have loved that. It was like that. It was like, yeah, like five or eight minutes. It was quick. Yeah, there's not a lot. Uh, it's basically just like showing them on set a little bit, showing them kind of putting the like the uh, the set dressings together with all the ice sculptures and the, the grass sculptures and stuff, which Edward didn't actually make. Okay, those were made of Aww. kind of like wire and then they just clipped grass on or whatever leaves and shit okay, you don't have to ruin the movie so well that, i mean on, it's a movie John. it's movie magic bro <laughs> come on i know uh, i did read that actually a lot of the people who lived in the neighborhood um a lot of them kept the colors on their houses so that's kind of cute the, the kind of pastel colors uh, nowadays they are not that color anymore um yeah you can watch a director commentary from either tim burton or danny elfman who 
did an incredible musical score, I think, with this movie. It adds so much to the atmosphere of the film. Um, it's something that I noticed, and that's something that I don't always notice, but the music was really good in this movie, which I think you guys would probably both, both attest to. But other than that, there's no special features. There's absolutely nothing. It's a bare-bones, no. nothing disc, once again. Right. <laughs> Nate, so yes? we didn't get as physical. No. Um, <laughs> But to, to, to make up for that, I kind of want... As I was watching this, you know what I kind of realized? This is a really well done modern telling of Frankenstein. Yeah, kind of. If I can see, like, yes. as the movie's going on, I'm thinking, "Oh, okay, so this guy's building him," and then when he's being chased at the end, and all of the wives and whatnot, they just form this mob and start following him. I was like. Oh my god, that's yeah, like the angry villagers. Yeah, There's definitely parallels for sure. I mean, even uh, uh, who's the inventor? Oh, Vincent Price was the inventor. I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> like, that's I mean, his last role. I guess that's they wanted like, uh, to do, last role. They wanted to do yeah. more with him in the. Oh, his, it's his last role that makes sense because he was very sick. Uh, wow. Yeah. They wanted oh. to do more with him, but they kind of left it to a bare minimum. Um, because Ooh, that heart sick. attack scene awesome. was uh, quite a piece of acting. But <laughs> yeah. <that> was... <laughs> Uh, yeah. The the shot of him when when the <laughs> when the hands are getting destroyed is I just remembered that as one of like the most saddening parts of the movie. It's like he's so close to being a a real boy, and then the hands <laughs> yeah. are destroyed. So it's almost like Pinocchio yeah. too. Why did he have scissors for hands though? Why the fuck is that the in between of being a real boy? Because you saw the machine, right? The machine that Vincent Price's character was looking at that was cutting. All the stuff. Again, all, he's like, what if I could turn that into a man? And so that's kind of what he did. It's pretty dangerous, though. He gave it a, a little <laughs> fuck for a heart, too. Let's put scissors all over this machine that I don't know what's going to happen with. But, um, yeah. yeah, he had a big castle. Anyways, Edward Scissorhands. So how many cycles have we done now? Four or is this five, maybe? Five? This must five. be the 15th episode, is, so five, yeah. Yeah, this is the fifth right. cycle. Uh, oh, shit. This is ending the fifth cycle, because uh, that was episode 15, where we watched Tim Burton's Edward Scissorhands. Thank you, Mainstream Boy. Much yeah, appreciated. I hate to do this to you guys, but it's time to go to depressing failed marriages Nate for the start of our sixth cycle, episode 16. We're watching the Hayao Miyazaki-directed film from Studio Ghibli, Porco Rosso. <laughs> yeah. Um voiced by michael keaton batman himself or one of the batmans and it's about a pig that flies a red plane that's all you need to know going into (laughs) it um i'm I'm (laughs) I'm gonna watch it i'm so excited to hear what you guys think because it's personally my favorite studio ghibli film um and i've got all, like most of the ghibli films all nice and lined up on my shelf with their slip covers and they all look so nice and perfect. Ponyo? That's why I won't buy. Ponyo? I do. Yeah. Ponyo. Um, we have Ponyo to watch Ponyo ham. at one point with the condom on her head, we so may. I can finally make some sense it's of not, that poster. It's a condom, John. I until I no, watch. It's not. It's I, I have an answer for you. Is it a right? I have an answer like for you. What is it? What is it? It's a jellyfish. No. Really? She comes from the water. Yep. It's a jellyfish. I thought it was like an air bubble. Why doesn't it have any tentacles? No. Because it's a animated japanese film from the late 90s so they probably didn't focus as much but they had tentacles under or not tentacles it had stingers under the water so all right well 
At some point, I will watch it. Um, but Nate, are you okay if I plug our other shows? Well, I guess if uh, if, if everyone else wants to like listen to these other shows, they're a little bit subpar. But like, if you if you would like to talk about them, I, I suppose we could. I think I'll be putting for Eagle on this one because the other show we do have is Mainstream Boys. It's a show where me and Spencer get together on a weekly basis, talk about the new release films of the week. We grab a big bucket of popcorn, an ice cold cherry coke, maybe some soda caps, and this week we are talking about the hbo and theaters film mortal Kombat. so yeah don't turn don't tune into a mainstream boy then uh that's that's all i'm getting from this <laughs> uh fuck mortal Kombat. Okay. yeah we're watching nice. mortal Kombat. i'm excited i'm gonna say this can't wait for that fatality is that how the game I, I really haven't played mortal Kombat. No. yeah so you beat the shit out of the other player to the point where there's kind of like wobbling around and then you have to like button mash like seven things and if you don't hit it precisely you don't do it but if you do yeah. get it you just do this like horrific death it's like oh my I god i hope that they actually disgusting. do like the the side by side kind of 2d thing where it's like just they come at each they other. They probably will at some you point, won't, like a hand-to-hand combat. They better combat, you, like they did in the raid. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, they will. Okay, I'm sure they'll do that shot. But at they some have point. to. Yeah, be stupid. I not mean, to. It, you know for a fact that there's going to be like an overload of fatality sequences in this movie like that a, are going to yeah. be so brutal. <laughs> like, it's going to be dope. It's going to be like a jib shot up in the air, them walking towards each other. It's going to yeah. come down and then dolly in, and it's going to be like fight. Exactly. Exactly. It's I would freak like out, that. even though I have, I have like no like huge like fandom towards Mortal Kombat. But I mean, we've played Injustice. Cool. We've played. Uh, I would say the... Mortal Kombat, but it's just I don't love it. Yeah, I mean, it's an okay video game, but hopefully a more fun film. But yeah. never seen the other films. That's okay. Mainstream Boys. All right, tune in for that next week. Uh, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. Follow us everywhere, Instagram, what, Podbean, all that Oh, I should stuff. mention, Nate, we are actually available on more platforms now. As of now, you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and for all you Android users, Stitcher. Stitcher. Booyah. <laughs> Hell I'm yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm on board. And Amazon. Way. And Amazon. Uh, you can listen to us on Alexa <laughs> if you want. You can be like, hey, Alexa, play fucking those movie dudes. And she'll be like, what's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> little ducky. Yeah. That's a perfect send off. Yeah. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. And stay physical. Diamond dance with me.